Welcome to the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. Show notes, links and contact details can be found at robnunphoto.com. That's www.robnunphoto.com. SCL is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network and loads of other great tech podcasts can be found over at www.techpodcast.com. Now on with the show. Hi everybody and welcome to SCL episode 216 for the 26th of, gosh, March 2013. My name is Rob from rubnonphoto.com and this is my little audio diary about my journey through the wonderful world of photography. First up, <coughs> excuse me, apologies, I haven't done a podcast in a, in a few weeks, been incredibly busy at work as I'm sure you all have, been covering at other stores, been preparing for stock takes, um, but spring is definitely coming and you can tell it's almost here, well it is here in the UK because there's snow in every single other part of the country apart from luckily here down on the south coast, um, but hopefully as those tulips and daffodils push their way up through the frozen subsoil it'll be time to start taking some beautiful, beautiful photographs. Um, just a quick podcast this week because um, I'm feeling a little bit rough as well. This is uh, the last week of the financial year for many companies in the UK and I've had to use up a week's holiday. Um, so, but as as you would usually expect, just as I'm about to take uh, the time off, I start feeling really ill last week. And so I've got a bit of a cough and a cold. Well, I think it's flu. Suzanne thinks it's just a little cold and I should just be getting on with it. But there we go. So you might find there's the odd cough or I might have to pause the podcast and take a quick sip of uh, fluids every now and again. So what are we going to talk about this week? Well, a couple of book reviews um, and then a new or two new um photo assignments for, for, for the group over on Flickr. Um, first up that first, I tell you what, first up though, let's talk about Google. Google, been in Google Reader, what a pain is this? I don't know how many of you guys use Google Reader out there. I use it every day on my phone or on my PC. And basically, it's an RSS aggregator, so it brings all the feeds, all the new content for the websites and blogs you like, um, puts them in one place so you can look at them so you can just turn your phone on it's a bit like having a personalised magazine superb piece, superb piece of software really useful um, but Google have decided to pull the plug in July and have said no we just we turn it off because not enough people use it we want people using Google Plus it's like Whoa, wait a minute hundreds of thousands of people I'm sure still use the service it's incredibly useful and there isn't really anything out there that like it there's lots of things that are similar and I'm trying Feedly at the moment but Google Reader was really simple, um, really clear. It worked very well, and I'm just really annoyed at Google. And I'm so annoyed, in fact, that they've—I uh, said a bit petty, really, don't I? But they've just released a new app called Keep, which is a bit like Evernote or Springpad for your for your Android phone. So you can have notes and pictures and organise them. But I've refused to use it. I'm not using it because I just don't trust the fact that, like, in a year's time or in a, in a two years' time, just like with um, 
Google Wave or Buzz or um, for photographers uh, they've they've stopped updating um, Snapseed for the desktop. They're just doing it for Android now. So you think, what well, they are they going to get rid of all Nick's software plugins for Photoshop and stuff? So whoa, you know, come on, guys. There is you do have some sort of responsibility as a company with billions and billions of dollars to to keep some of these services going, even if they're not like massively popular. So yeah, so there we go. Rant over Google, Google Reader, get it back on. Don't stop it and uh, stop with the silliness of cancelling services that are really quite useful. So back to the book reviews. Um, yeah, uh, in the in the UK we have this kind of uh, clearance store called TK Maxx. And they're known for uh, clearance clothes. So the idea is when things get to the end of their line in terms of fashion, you know, at the end of the fashion season, they, 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 TKMX buy them and then sell them cheaper. And they, they're quite a big company. They do have some TVs and everything like that. But they also have within the stores, they also have like little electrical sections, toy sections, and normally a very small book section. And I might have talked about them in the past. So I've got some books from there before. And they tend to be uh, a more esoteric collection um, it's not the really popular stuff because the reason why it's in TK Maxx is because it's really been remaindered, you know, and that means they haven't sold enough at the proper bookshops. So that you know, someone comes on and probably buys them by the ton and says, "Yeah, well, I'll have that. I'll have that um, that pallet of books over there, please." And TK Maxx buy them, and generally they're about half the cover price or a little bit less, cheaper than what you would get them on Amazon. Normally not the half the Amazon price, so it is worth checking when you're in there on your phone if you see a photo book you like. Just go on Amazon and just make sure it's not like cheap on Amazon with free delivery or something. But my, my experience, they're not. And, for example, let's have a look. One of the ones I got was... Well, there's two books to talk about. One by a guy called Roland Platersky, and another one um, by a guy called... Um, William Claxton. For, for example, the Ronan Platersky one was four quid, you know, um, and it's a nice big photo book, beautiful photos, and so for the less than the price of a photographic magazine, you can have a collection of somebody's, you know, famous photographers, or not so famous photographers, images um, that you can use as a reference, and uh, yeah, really, really nice, um, very, very cheap, and um, it opens you up to different things, because when you're on the web, aren't you, and you look at Amazon, often because you don't get a chance to thumb through the books and see things that might catch your eye and might interest you, you, you don't bother ordering them. But if you're in a bookstore where the books are really cheap, you can do it. Now, if you've got a TK Maxx near you, just hunt round. Sometimes the books can be on their own stand. Sometimes they can be tucked in with the crockery stuff. But there will be some books somewhere. And often, there's lots of cookery books, you know, things like that. But just go through them and you'll probably find some photography books um, hidden away. Um, so the first one I'll talk about is a book called William Claxton, who's a famous jazz musician photographer. Um, but he's Tashin, the famous, um, I don't like calling them the budget um, photography book publisher, but they do produce very well-priced books, produced a collection of his photographs of Steve McQueen. William Claxton was a close friend of Steve McQueen in the in the early 60s and spent a lot of time with him and his family um, at home, on music sets, um, everywhere in Hollywood, all that sort of stuff. Uh, driving cars, riding motorbikes, at home and at work and at play, if you like. Um, and this really is, you know, 
an iconic set of images of a, of, of a truly a, a real movie star, isn't he, Steve McQueen? Um, to some of our younger audiences, you might think who, but you know, it's classic um, roles um, in so many films, like um, um, Bullet is is one that springs to mind, Towering Inferno. Um, the Great Escape, you know, this guy is a movie star in the true sense of the of the word. Um, and uh, as I say, what what you get with this is is it's almost like a, a collection of well, like it really is. You know, these are the these are the private uh, home uh, photos. You know, that you would have in a um, in a folder in a in a, a home that, that you would look through um and you really get a sense of this intimacy between the photographer William Claxton who was a close friend of Steve McQueen um as they went out and there's quite a few nice stories in there about what um Steve McQueen uh, used to get up to and you've got these great pictures of McQueen his family and his co-stars and um, some nice pictures of the the cars and the motorbikes that Steve McQueen so loved as well um, it's a hardback book, this particular edition. Um, <coughs> nice glossy pages, mostly black and white. But there's a few bits of colour. And, uh, you know, I love classic colour uh, images um, that are fresh. You know, because black and white's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, we all love black and white. I love black and white. Most of my photos are black and white on Flickr, aren't they? But black and white is a simplification of the world. You know, if, if we think of photography in terms of truths, you know, I know the camera the camera lies and all this sort of business but if you have truth the world is colourful isn't it so we take the colour away and so we've discarded some of the truth in favour of simplifying the scene for composition for, for line for light for tone etc to make, make an image make an image interesting but you can't separate the fact that well I think anyway black and white images lose some of their immediacy they can be seen as old-fashioned, even if you just took them, took them, you know, ten seconds ago. Whereas, a, as a beautifully exposed colour photograph, where there isn't that many triggers to tell you that you know the the era that it was taken in, can be truly timeless. And I think that there's one particular photo in particular where it's, it's a close-up of McQueen's head. Um, incredible detail in the photo, you know, perfect focus. Um, the colours are great. Um, he's, he's against a red background. I don't know, maybe some sort of building or something. But this photo could have been taken yesterday, and I really enjoy that sort of thing because I think it allows you to almost travel back in time, doesn't it? When you see photos like that, and you're like, you you, know, you could have been there. You can almost reach out and touch touch the experience. Um, so a, a really nice book to look at. I mean, true fans of Steve McQueen will really really enjoy it. Um, for everybody else, for photographers, um, you'll you'll enjoy the book for the quality of the photos, the immediacy of the photos. You know the, the the adage that you should always have your camera with you, boring but true, and you know take lots of photographs. You know these are interesting photographs, like these because it's Steve McQueen. You know if it was my dad, you know it would it would really mean anything to you. Um, but who's to you know what's wrong with having absolutely fantastic photos of? Um, of our families taken all the time um and i guess this also this book also sort sort of shows you a side of hollywood that isn't always uh, isn't always apparent so that was the first first picture if you fancy have a look at that just search for steve mcqueen um and william claxton c l a x t o n photographs and uh, you'll see that one come up 
And the next one is by a guy called Roldan Platersky. Um, and it's called Drawn by the Light, and it's been put together by Peter Cohen. Now, Roland Plukersky was Austrian by birth, um, and he went to New York and became Irvin Penn's uh, photographic assistant, a famous uh, fashion photographer. And then uh, Roland himself went on to shoot for Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Glamour in the sort of the 50s and 60s and 70s, I guess. Sadly, he passed away in the in the year 2000. And to be honest, I couldn't find that much on the web about uh, Roland Platersky. There's a there's a bit of a brief bio in the back as well, um, and you know it, it's always a bit odd, isn't it, trying to describe a photo book in a podcast, which is a purely audio medium. Um, I know I could do an enhanced podcast and show you pictures and everything like that. Um, but uh, what I really liked about this book is that although the fashion has undoubtedly dated. You know, you look at fashion photographs from Vogue from the early 60s and, you know, it's all twin set and pearls. Um, uh, the models are definitely of an era. Um, the fact that they are, you know, beautifully composed and beautifully exposed and have this connection, many of them, between the photographer and the model, particularly the shots of a... Of a um, model called, uh, I think it was Ricky Van Dusen, a fabulously beautiful model, definitely got that sort of Audrey Hepburn type type of look um, just really, yeah, really, really nice photos, plus we also have photos from his early time in New York, so we've got lots of pictures of buildings and uh, and stands, grocery stacks, the bridges, um, very nice sort of New York um, circa 1960s. And then as we go through the book, we have more of his personal work. Um, I think he particularly liked to hang around with artists. Um, so there's lots of um, shots of people like that. And there's also his nudes as well, which uh, are particularly particularly striking. Um, and overall, a lovely collection. Um, this is a particular edition is a soft back book. Um, but again, beautiful prints, beautiful quality paper, um, and uh, fantastic photos. Some of the colour photos are a bit faded, not in the book, but I think probably from the negative, and they look like they could use a little bit of levels on them. Um, but the black and whites are, are really good. And what I tell you, what I do like as well is he does take photos of a series of uh, one model over a series of shots, probably over a series of years, and so you get to see different looks. Um, which is very, very nice. Um, and, you know, to someone like me who's, you know, a budding portrait photographer, going beyond just going out and taking photos of things that I like, uh, that catch my eye, you know, I do, you know, happy to experiment with flash and working inside and working with a subject in front of me. The fact that, you know, any book that's got lots of um, people posing is, is always a great tutorial because you can look at them and think right okay what did the photographer ask them to do or what did they do of their own accord and what does that mean for the uh, for the finished finished article of the photo um, yeah and cropping is another one that I, that I always enjoy looking at and kind of analysing you know why do we crop in certain ways why do we do a full body three quarter why do we crop the head all this sort of thing so uh, so anyway Roland Platersky drawn by the light well worth the four pounds I paid for them. Um, it's probably not that much more expensive on 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 uh, on the Amazon. Doesn't have uh, the, quite <coughs> the impact of the work of say um, Avedon or 
Bailey, but still uh, a fantastic photographer and uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic images. Now, I know it's a bit late, um, but it is time for a new assignment. And if you haven't already, um, go over to the Flickr group uh, for robinofphoto.com and check out the great work that's been done on the most recent assignments were for symmetry and low key. I'm, uh, <laughs> my throat's getting a bit sore, so I won't go through. In fact, let me have a sip of uh, sip of fluid. Uh, coffee, not probably the best thing when you've got a sore throat, but it does taste nice. Um, but we need we need a new <coughs> excuse me a new assignment for the end of March. Well, all sort of four days of it, and um, uh, the whole of April. Gosh, is it? 2013 is flying by, isn't it? So, what I thought we would do is we'd have the obvious one: spring, spring, nice and easy, isn't it? Go out there, take something to do with spring. Might be a might be a coil spring, or it might be flowers growing. Might be a beautiful sunrise, sunset, whatever you want. Spring, nice and wide. You can include almost anything in that. And the other one, high key. We had low key last time, um, and what we mean by high key at its most simplest is simply an image where the dominant tone is very very bright okay so if you can imagine a low-key image could be a portrait of somebody standing standing in front of a dark wall with not much light on them so the dominant tone is dark or black a high-key portrait could be them standing in front of a white wall with lots of light on them so the dominant tone is light think about, I don't know, a, a a white rabbit on a snowy field, that could be a high-key image, couldn't it? Um, that that sort of thing. So the, the exposure isn't the average, you know, average grey, it's it's a lot, lot brighter. Do a quick search on Google Image Search or, or on Flickr for high-key images, you'll kind of get the idea. So usual thing, over on Flickr, remember it's free to join, I'll put a couple of threads up over the next few days saying high key uh, for one and uh, spring for another and we'll all get stuck in. Right, how are we doing for time? About 17 minutes. I'm uh, slowly getting more and more bugged up. Oh, we're buying a new car, I think, this week, hopefully for Suzanne because she hasn't had a car for a long time since my uh, Laguna died a couple of years ago. I've been using her little Hyundai, that little blue one that sort of pops up sometimes in my Flickr photo stream. So we're getting a fingers crossed a, uh, a Nissan Micra um, so uh, be another opportunity to take some photos <laughs> right okay so that's it from me for this month um, this month I guess it has been a month is it but I'll hopefully I'll try and do another podcast uh, next week or the week after thanks, every, thanks to Everyday Jones who do the intro and outro music for everybody for getting involved over on Flickr, putting their photos in the pool, superb work going over there if you haven't joined already go on get over there, put your photos in the pool or if you don't want to, just go there and have a look and be inspired. Um, thank you for everybody who puts comments on the blog. Thank you for everybody who puts reviews on iTunes and different feed aggregators. It really does help if you can take that five minutes to load up iTunes, find the SEL podcast and just put a little review whether you like it or not. Hopefully you like it. And uh, But most of all, thanks for you and to for downloading and listening to the podcast. My name is Rob from RobNoFoto.com. And hopefully, pretty soon, I'll see you on Flickr.